0: Photo Shelter presents Vision Slightly Blurred. I'm Alan Murabayashi.
1: And I'm Sarah Jacobs.
0: Sarah, we're recording this on Monday afternoon, October the 5th. And boy, it's just been a whirlwind uh, news cycle since Trump was admitted <laughs> yes. to the hospital on Friday and already mm. uh, taken out of the hospital as of two hours ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're About- going to start with the photographic part of that story, which is, I guess... I could characterize it as controversy over the two photos that were released uh, through AP uh, taken by the White House photographer Joyce Begosian. And there are two photos of Trump sitting at a desk doing work, presumably work, quote work with air quotes. Um, and there was some question <laughs> around the EXIF data as brought up by uh, an editor named John Ostrower on Twitter. And he was looking at the exit data and the two photos, which are taken in two different locations, are separated by 10 minutes. And so I think the question was raised uh, whether this was a staged scene. Was he actually doing work? Were the photos doctored, i.e. Photoshopped? Uh, there were some really wacky conspiracy theories of is he on a boat? I'll just... Insanity, but I really wanted to just focus on the photos and what we can glean from the technical data that's on the images. So, AP released these images through apimages.com. We will have a link to those two images if you want to see them on our blog at blog.photoshelter.com. They expose some of the EXIF and IPTC. So, this is the metadata associated with this file, and this is what we know from the EXIF data. Uh, as I mentioned before, the photos were taken by Joyce Boghossian. Uh LinkedIn lists her as a former White House staff photographer from 2004 through 2009. So that's so under the, Bush, right?
1: Right. I, I, you know, I just want to comment on this because, yeah. um, you know, Sheila Craighead was also a yep. White House photographer under Bush. And then as far as I know, a, a White House photographer under Trump as well. Joyce didn't list that she's currently working for the Trump administration um, on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. Uh, okay. I don't. I, okay. I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: Okay, I just feel like these photographers are kind of laying low on the radar. <laughs> you know, Pete Souza was so so vocal, so upfront, and and we're not hearing much from them. I just, that's just a random note. I
0: think that's also, so if you go to the White House Flickr feed, you will see a lot of Joyce's photos. I think part mm-hmm. of that, the visibility of the photographer, is also partly a function of how the administration views the photos that the White House photographers are taking so mm, you know, mm-hmm. Obama had a really good relationship with Pete. Um, yeah. the photos were circulated far and wide, and you know, people became fans of of Pete's photography. Um, yeah, because of that. So I think I think you're seeing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. We also know that she used a Sony A9, which is one of which is the flagship. Uh, camera that Sony makes, their mirrorless camera. So it's a completely silent electronic shutter, mirrorless camera. Um, for the image that was taken at the circular table, uh, Joyce was using a 70 to 200 millimeter lens at 123 millimeters, f2.8, 1/250th of a second, ISO 3200. And for the long table shot, she was at 83 millimeters, f2.8, one60th of a second, ISO 3200. Nothing terribly surprising, although as people have noted, um, he's not wearing a mask and he's COVID positive, and she <laughs> is in the room. You know, using a longer lens, but she's still in the room with uh, with uh, President Trump. Yeah, the IPTC indicates uh, this the this caption. It says. In this image released by the White House, President Donald Trump works in the presidential suite at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, Saturday, October 3rd, 2020, after testing positive for COVID-19. And then AP notes, AP provides access to this publicly distributed handout photo provided by the White House mandatory credit. So we should just clarify a handout photo uh, isn't just restricted to the president's office. A handout is also what a, any corporation uh, hands out as uh, taken by in-house photographers or you know produced by the organization that's passing out those photos for consumption. So it, it is not an objective look at the organization or the internals of the organization. And AP, I guess, will allow uh, the distribution of handout photos... Uh, even though they did not take those photos. But it's part of their service to to distribute as one of the major wire services. If you looked at the video of Trump coming off of Marine One on Friday, you will notice that the photographer in that shot is wearing an N95 mask. Many of the Secret Service are wearing N95 masks. The helicopter pilots are wearing cloth masks, which I thought was interesting, but that has nothing to do with the photographer's. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind, of the, that's kind of the objective truth uh, of the situation. Um, no flash was used, two different scenes taken 10 minutes apart. Uh, the question of whether it's staged or not is probably the central question in these. I will note, you know, people said, oh, well, he's wearing something different in both photos. So in the fo- one photo, he's got a blazer on. And in the other photo, the blazer is draped on the back of the chair. So it's not like he did a costume change
1: right 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 and and uh i think people were mostly noting the time yes. right it was yeah. like okay look at the metadata it's telling us these two f- different photos were taken within 10 minutes and that's kind of what caused the this twitter outrage a little bit
0: so the question is are the photos staged and we'll come back to that in a second but keep that in the back of your head as we continue to move on uh a bunch of people on twitter and on facebook uh, started asking, why is Trump signing a blank piece of paper? And, you know, there have been questions raised before about how the administration presents these signa- signature events. Um, and, you know, there have been stacks of blank sheets of paper uh, that have appeared in photo ops before. So there's there's reason to sort of doubt the veracity of what's going on in these scenes. you got to remember, though, that the lighting is coming from above on a white sheet of paper. Trump is using a very fat black Sharpie to sign the documents. A
1: Donald Trump Sharpie.
0: Yeah, a Donald Trump mm. Sharpie. Type mm-hmm. gets blown out on papers. I don't know, like I've I've photographed sheets of paper before. It's it's impossible mm. to expose the sheet of paper properly unless it's the only thing that you're exposing for.
1: Totally. I mean, and you got to remember She's shooting at ISO 3200. Like, yes. this is obviously kind of a low light situation. F2.8. It makes sense that the whites are going to be a little blown out.
0: Yeah, you're not going to get the dynamic range that you would if you're shooting at ISO 64, you know, 100. So, you assume that some of this detail is going to be blown out, especially if it's small type. So, I don't consider that to be a conspiracy. And there was some uh, readouts that showed that he actually signed three executive orders while on that day, Saturday, while at Walter Reed. So that aligns with him doing, quote, work. Um, there were questions raised about the reflections on the <laughs> circular table. How is it possible that his hand is reflected here and this sheet of paper and there's something on the table? Wouldn't it block the reflections? Again, to me, this is sort of nonsensical conspiracy theories for people who are looking for conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we work, when we are acting as photographers, we're dealing with reflections off of windows and stuff all the time. Like, there are a lot more reflections than you think there are in real Mm -hmm. life. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and actually looking, like, the reflections make sense. It looks as though she is about, her camera is maybe slightly higher than the table, but... She's about eye level with the president who is sitting. So,
0: so just for fun, I found uh, an original version of one of the AP images and I ran it through two different photo forensic tools that you can find online. One is <laughs> photo. This is a nerd move. Yeah. I and like still, it. Well, you know, I have to do it. <laughs> and uh, totally. Photoforensics.com with photo spelled F O T O, forensics.com. Uh, and then the other one, we'll list it on on the blog again. It's twenty nine ach slash photo dash forensics. <laughs> so we'll we'll list that. But there are two independent tools for analyzing an image that that aren't completely foolproof, but they'll give you a sense of like where potential manipulation could have occurred. Uh, I've used these tools before, and I tweaked some of the settings that are available on some of these tools and I analyzed the images and I didn't see anything that was unusual. Um, There are no obvious manipulations in these photos and quite honestly um, you can accuse the administration of doing a lot of things. I don't think you could level anything at the photo uh, department for manipulating photos using Photoshop or some other image editing tool. Mm -hmm. So um, That didn't really pass the sniff test for me. The one thing that I will point out, now that we're talking about whether it's staged, and I guess I would (laughs) counter with, well, what do you mean by staged, right? Yeah. There are photo ops. So when Trump crossed over to the church and they cleared out the park, was that staged? Yeah, it was staged because he was trying to get a photo of him holding the Bible in front of a church for a photo op.
1: Yeah. And when they tear gassed all the protesters,
0: whether or not you agree with that, like that is a stage setting because he wasn't he he wasn't hanging outside of the church. Mm. So then, was he intentionally looking like he was doing work in order to get these photos out? And if he was really doing work, and you know he just happened to be in these two places when they allowed the photographer to come in uh, and sign this stuff then is it staged or not? The, the one thing I want to point out is on the circular table, on the front of the circular table, there is a light reflection. The light reflection is much cooler uh, in terms of white balance than the overhead incandescent lights that are in the room. The exit shows that no flash was fired for the photo. So as someone who's used LED lights extensively for many, many years, this looks like an LED continuous light was used to supplement oh. shadows for this mm. image.
1: See, I would assume it'd be a fluorescent light on the ceiling, but I see what you're saying. But Why you know, would it reflect on yeah. the side of the table rather? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But,
0: but the, the main thing that, I, that, that I'm looking at is the color temperature is different. Like yes, significantly different. So even if, you know, if, if some wise guy comes and says, oh yeah, but there are fluorescent lights above, I'm still saying the temperature difference is significant. And you don't get that straight on reflection without having a light on a stand.
1: Right. In right, my experience.
0: Right. right. So the question mm. in my head then is, is it staged if the president is doing work and then you turn on a continuous light to fill in the shadows? It's a, it's a weird, nuanced question.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's even more staged. I mean, I have so many questions. Why, why did he need to be out of the hospital bed? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wh- why, why did he need to sit at a table? I understand. Like, uh, that's why I think it's probably staged.
0: It, it's going to sound like I'm sort of defending Trump, but I, I do want to try to raise sort of objective observations of the role of the White House photographers and the optics of showing the leader of the free world in a positive light, right? Mm -hmm. So the role of the White House photo department is to document the life of the president, but it's not an objective, neutral observer. Even if they're documenting the presidency, they're never going to show Obama, Bush, Trump in a hospital gown. No. Right? They're going to try to document things. And and I don't know of a situation uh, where Pete turned on a light that wasn't already on to to take a picture. Uh, Mike Davis, who served as a photo editor in the White House, uh, also indicated that to the best of his knowledge, that there was never a situation that was, quote, staged um, and so then the question is, you know, just turning on a supplemental light in order to make the president look better, physically look better. Is that any different than, you know, having him put on a jacket and a collared shirt? I mean, mm-hmm. I have a lot of skepticisms around the administration. So obviously I have a sort of biased view that I, I do believe that this is a bit of a staged photo. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the, the president's always aware when a photographer is in the room.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, um, photojournalist Melissa Little tweeted out: "Just a reminder, when you control the image, you control the news. White House handout photos yeah. are much closer to propaganda than to journalism.
0: They, they and we've are discussed
1: this on the show, yeah. Too.
0: And you know, the word propaganda is loaded because of these very extreme uh, governments and leaders before that have been accused of using propaganda. But by its definition, this is propaganda." It is an organization controlling the dissemination of information to make them look better and to control the emotional reaction of the audience that's receiving that information. Trump looking like he's healthy when he, in fact, might be very, very sick is propaganda. No different than FDR hiding the fact that he was very, very sick with uh, cardiopulmonary disease uh, entering into his fourth term. Right. Right. So mixed feelings about all of this stuff, but from my read, there was no manipulation in, in terms of like a photoshopped image.
1: No, so I, I think, yeah, I think after kind of dissecting all of this, it definitely it, it seems staged to me because it yeah. is a propaganda photo. Yep. Um, but no, it doesn't seem to me like any Photoshop um, happened to the images
0: during this presidency we have a tendency to get fixated on these small things and lose sight of the bigger problem. And the bigger problem is COVID. And the bigger problem is how to uh, properly create a response to a disease that's killed nearly 210,000 people in the United States. And what does it mean when the president, who's still presumably positive, although the administration won't tell us, um, is going out for photo ops? Uh, So that obviously is the, the larger question, not the not the veracity of these two photos that, that were released mm. enough of that. Enough of that.
1: Yeah. I'm happy to move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but actually still to some uh, sad news, uh, this past week, Chrissy Teigen, who is a model of food extraordinaire, um, and an all around fabulous person and a wife to John legend, um, Instagrammed a photo, uh, and explained in the caption that she had just, uh, experienced having a stillborn and the pain that her and her husband, John were feeling and the emotions that they were feeling. Um, she said within her caption, we are shocked and in the kind of deep pain that you only hear about the kind of pain we've never felt before. We were never able to stop the bleeding and give our baby the fluids he needed despite bags and bags of blood transfusions. It just wasn't enough. Um, The photo is vertical. It's black and white. She is sitting on the hospital bed um, crying. You can visibly see the tears on her face. She's holding her hands up to her face. Um, It's a really emotive, um, sad photo. There's a nurse behind her um, working on a computer. It almost looks as though she might have been praying. Um, and then the slideshow goes on to show her, uh, I believe, um, holding uh, her child, and John consoling her. Um, it's really sad. And Alan, you had messed, you had DM'd me the pictures. Yeah, I, I presume just because they're so moving, and you were like, "Is this?" I don't know if you asked, is this normal <laughs> to have like a photographer documenting?
0: Yeah, I had um, some thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Tell, tell me about your reaction to these images. So
0: I, I'm a fan of Chrissy. I think sh- that she's very, very, very talented. She's a funny person. And I followed her on Instagram for, you know, a few years. And I, had s- I saw the post prior to this one where she's sitting at a dining room table with a crown And it's a it's a older photo from New Year's that she was using to sort of express her mood. And she was saying hello from hospital about to have my second blood transfusion. And she's saying everything's fine. Baby's fine. And then the next post is this one where she's miscarried. Mm. And of course, my initial reaction was sadness around this. I mean, I, I, I just can't imagine it's like a terrible tragedy to to lose your child uh, especially unexpectedly you know sometimes you know there's a birth defect and maybe something could go awry but she had no reason to believe that this birth would end this way Mm -hmm. um you know the photo is black and white whereas all of her other photos in her feed are color so you know something is different just by the use of color palette Mm -hmm. and then because i'm a cynical sob um my my next reaction was huh (laughs) That's weird that someone's in here taking photos at such an intimate moment to be posted on social media, hmm. um, you know, almost just a few hours later, um, if, I, if the timeline is correct. Yeah. So that was my initial reaction. And then like 30 seconds later, I also realized this is a woman who's been famous since she was in Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue 10 years ago who's Mm -hmm. married to a major pop star who both have created these incredible careers and have massive followings through social media and have exposed their lives to tens of millions of people um, in a very intimate and, quote, authentic way. I I have to believe that, that sharing this just, you know, and having photographers around taking photos of her life just felt natural to her. In mm-hmm. some ways, you know, when you're a celebrity and paparazzi are always around or you're trying to document things because you're going to you know that you want to share a certain moment on social media. All of a sudden I was like, this isn't so unusual mm-hmm. to share.
1: Right. Yeah, I would imagine it, it feels pretty natural for her. And I'm glad that she spoke out about it because, I mean, stillbirth affects about one in a hundred pregnancies in the U.S., uh, you know, so a lot of women go through this, but it's sometimes, you know, it's not always talked about. Yeah. Um, and it, your message kind of made me wonder, I mean, because... I mean, I feel like I've seen a lot of like disposable camera, like snapshots in a family album of like, oh, there's my aunt having a baby. You know, you you flip to that photo and you're like, oh, God, right. <laughs> like <Aunt laughs> Beth, I didn't need to see that. Um, but I've just always felt that women have always wanted this documented. But your message kind of made me, you know, rethink, OK, when did this become a trend of like professional photographers being in you know, in the room with the mom documenting this. And what I found is that it's actually kind of a a more new sensation or like niche of photography. It kind of began trending around 2010. And that's when media organizations like the New York Times um, and the Christian Science Monitor were like writing about it, where they were like, you know, there's this new thing you can check out and it's professional photographers documenting your kid's birth.
0: Yeah, it it has become a thing. There's an organization called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep that will find a professional photographer to kind of do a uh, what some people are calling an infant loss portrait. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had friends who have lost who have lost babies in various stages of pregnancy, and you know, it sticks with you. Sticks with you for like your your lifetime. And so, on the one hand, to have a document of that, of that event to keep you connected to what could have been, like I, I get the emotional, emotional bond that, that you want to maintain there. And I think, in the same way that, so that, you know, there's this thing called a parasocial relationship. So, when we follow someone on social media who we don't know, but we're seeing their life on a daily or, you know, a weekly basis, we begin to feel like we know them. So Mm. for a lot of people who follow Chrissy, because, you know, she talks to you like she's your friend, I think a lot of people feel, yeah, feel like, oh, I know Chrissy, I know Chrissy. And I kind of wonder if it also works in reverse. Like you get so used to talking to your audience that you think you actually have a significant relationship with.
1: with Yeah, I think that could be. I know Paris Hilton absolutely talks about her fans, you know, in a way where she feels so appreciative of them and in a way, yeah, it's like that's her community and she feels that she knows them. So I, I think that would probably apply to many celebrities who are using social media, you know, daily in the way that Chrissy is.
0: I'm still skeptical of social media and the role of influencers. Um, so so this was a difficult situation and posts to sort of contend with to be like, this is a terrible tragedy that they're trying to memorialize in some way. And... Um, and to share it with her, her fans, I, I totally get it. Um, and I don't want to sound like I'm being callous because like I had this certain reaction to, uh, the photos, but it's, it's a, I guess it just ends up being a very, very personal decision about what you want to share publicly.
1: Yeah. I I think like kind of what I was saying, it goes back to speaking out about this, um, and in a way, sort of normalizing it. It is interesting if you look at her feed. I mean, I, it's probably one of her most top-liked yeah. pictures ever. It has 11 million likes, um, where she's usually averaging about a million likes a photo. And this has 11. So that I think that, that speaks volumes in that people connected with it. They felt for her. Um, maybe that, you know... I'm sure viewers that follow her have experienced it themselves and maybe they felt some type of relief that, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing that a celebrity, even with the top care and money, you know, um, like endless amounts of money to put towards her doctors and all that, like still experienced it. Um, so
0: Yeah, yeah, I do think that, that when famous people and or influencers share these, you know, the downside of life, if you will. Um, yeah and and normalize disease and bodily functions and death and things like that it just it makes it easier for people who are contending with it in their own life to be like okay i'm not the only one so it Mm -hmm. is important in that that regard so Mm -hmm. i guess at the end of the day thank you (laughs) christy for sharing sharing this stuff Before any more news gets stale on us, I guess we'll end with one final thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I came across a photo slideshow on Reuters taken by the photographer Umit Bektas in Turkey. And as you probably know and have read about, the cruise ship industry has been decimated by COVID. And as a result of that, a lot of cruise ships are going to the cruise ship graveyard and being dismantled for scrap. And Umit Bektas took the drone out and shot these amazing images that really look like a dystopian sci-fi movie, <laughs> but it's a really cool bird's eye view of, you know, a ship that's about to be dismantled and other ships in partial states of, of dismantling. And it's, it's pretty cool visually to look at.
1: It is, especially because these are such extravagant cruise ships. I mean, you're literally seeing the pool the pools on deck and the running tracks on deck that, you know, guests are normally, um, having fun in. And here it's like half the ship is, it it just looks like a rust, like a piece of garbage. And then the other half looks like this decadent fun vacation boat.
0: You know, at the end of 2020, as we consider what a hellhole of a year this has been, It'll be really interesting to go back and look at all of the dystopian looking photos that have emerged that really seem like they came out of a movie. You know, the wildfires out west, the decimation of COVID, these empty places that we talked about very, very early in the pandemic. And these industries that are collapsing and, uh, you know, how, how the things associated with these industries have to go away like these cruise ships. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Vision Slightly Blurred. Everything that we talked about this week, you can find links to those original stories on our blog at blog.photoshelter.com. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Photoshelter is the online leader for photography websites and workflow tools. Archive, distribute, and sell your photos in a mobile-friendly, responsive website. Try one free for 14 days at photoshelter.com slash podcast. Then download one of our free educational guides at photoshelter.com slash resources.